All right, now back in making his 16th appearance with me here on Next on the T as one of the top instructors on the planet, one of the great people you get to meet in this life, and that's Eric Johnson. Let me remind you about Eric's background. He played his college golf and was a four-year letterman at Mississippi State from 1992 to 95, helped them win back-to-back Kroger intercollegiate titles in 94 and 95. Golf Magazine has named Eric a top 100 instructor every year since 2011. He's also been recognized by Golf Digest as a top 40 under 40 teacher. He is a four-time Tri-State PGA Teacher of the Year and also a four-time Horton Smith Award winner for his contributions to education. Eric played out on the Canadian Tour, the Sunshine Tour, and the Golden Bear Tour. He was the Director of Instruction at Oakmont Country Club for many years, more recently the Director of Instruction at Nemecolin Woodlands Resort, and soon to be at the Pete Dye Club in West Virginia, and Catanic Country Club up in Catanic, Pennsylvania. Eric is not only one of my all-time favorite guests, and like I said a moment ago, one of my favorite people on the planet, and it's always a great honor to have him as part of the show. Hey, E, how are you, my friend? Hey, Chris, thanks for the introduction. And I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, you're the most prepared man in radio. I, I don't know how you do it. You make me blush every time, but I think I'd trade <laughs> most all that stuff for Sean's uh, PGA Championship. <laughs> no doubt so e tell me how are things going up in pennsylvania god knows we've all been locked down you know pretty much throughout the country i know our governor opened up things a a little over a week or so ago but how are things up in pa well it's been rough i will not lie um you know uh although i am getting accustomed to being pretty lazy and and sleeping on the couch and taking naps. It's been, uh, it's been interesting, but you know, we totally closed down golf. We finally opened, uh, we had a soft opening on May one. And so some people are starting to get back out. People are, people are ready. Um, it's, you know, I'm not a political guy, so I'm not going to get into it, but I, I think, you know, we've maybe overshot on this one a little bit with, you know, shutting the world down, but I'm not saying it's not a, uh, you know, formidable COVID is a formidable uh, adversary here, but um, I think we went a little overboard on this one, but that's just my take. <laughs> so, e, you know, now that uh, things are, you know, hopefully going to start loosening up a little bit and we can get out there and play golf again and, and get our swings going, I, I wanted to start tonight by getting a, a, a couple of thoughts from you. For those of us that may have gotten out there a little bit and then had to shut it down, or for those of us in the northern part of the country that never got out at all, how can we dust this, you know, get the dust off our golf swings and get back out there? What what are some recommendations you have that we can get things loosened up and play again? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I went out on, on May 1st, and we went to Catanning Country Club, and, and we played nine holes, and we walked, and you know, I was a little gassed. I mean, I, I really was. I carried my own bag and, you know, coming in the last nine holes, my 12 year old son, Grady was playing with us and, and he was, he was exhausted. And, uh, so I had to carry his bag for the last couple holes, which I wasn't ready for that. And, uh, you know, so when, you, when you're getting back out there, remember, kind of take it slow. Um, you know, do some stretching, you know, we haven't, you know, most of us haven't swung a club in, in months. And, you know, unless you're lucky enough to have a, you know, net or something in the backyard, but take it slow, do a bunch of stretching, you know, uh, get out, but, but get out there and play. I mean, the the social distancing, you know, you talk about social distancing, where else on the planet, what other sport can you name where you don't 
you know, I mean, I, I'm watching these guys play tennis, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, they're touching the ball. So they're touching the ball, and then they're throwing it up, and then they touch the other guy. So that doesn't seem to make sense. In golf, you know, you're, you can be 30 feet from everybody the whole round. So, you know, I think it was I'm a little disgusted that we, we shut everything down. I Trust me, I, it's a pandemic. I, I understand that. But, you know, I would take it slow, um, get out, but get out there and play. And, and the most important thing is, you know, when you get back into playing, we've got to hit the golf ball solid again. You know, that's the most important thing. A lot of people argue it's curve, and, and, and I don't think that at all. I think that's the, the last thing you worry about. Number one is solid. I mean, think about it. If we're standing at TBC Sawgrass on number 17, and it's 140 yards, well, I don't think you're worried about how straight you're going to hit it. I think you're worried about how solid it is. And and that's the biggest thing. You know, when you're getting back into it, you know, stay in, stay in that posture a little bit longer. You know, stay a little more connected to the ground is my advice for that because I think that's how, you know, you see so much early extension and so many players, they're popping up and out of the shot and they don't hit it solid. So, you know, take it easy, get back into it, you know, hit some balls, stretch, you know, and just try to hit it solid. And 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 don't go out there, you know, I went out there, I was, uh, I'll tell you, Chris, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed playing golf more than I did the other day. I mean, we went out there. I, I never noticed the hills. I never noticed the, the trees. I, I mean, it was just great to be out. So enjoy the setting. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, but go enjoy it. Eric, you mentioned a couple of things there that I want to get into. And one of the things you talked about is staying connected to the ground. And mm-hmm. until video came around, and, and very recently, I'll be honest with you, I mean, I was talking to Tom Patry last week, and we were talking about my golf swing. And as I videotaped myself, I noticed that I tend to, I sway him. My, my hips sway through the swing. And when I look at the best players, like I was looking at Dustin Johnson's swing today. Not that I, there's any way that I could ever hit it like Dustin Johnson, but you know, you start looking at, you know, what, what do they do? And one of the things that I noticed that he and Rory and all the great players do is, you know, their hips turn. My hips, That's right. you know, slide from, from right to left. How can, you know, and staying connected to the ground and all that sort of thing, how can I stay connected to the ground and, and develop a hip turn instead of a hip slide? Yeah, the, you know, the, the funny part about a hip slide, the more the, if you're a right-handed player, the more the right hip goes back, where your spine tilts the wrong way. You know, it's balanced. It's, it's going to, you're going to tilt left and you're going to fall back all the time. Um, you know, that's a, that's a really tough position to be in. You know, and you've heard a lot of, you know, in our circles, you know, Chris, we yap about this all the time. Do you, do you turn? Do you move off the ball? Do you, you know, do you stay stable and hold the hip? Well, I don't know that holding the hip, um, and I, and I've taught it, um, to some people. I don't know if holding the hip real steady and trying to do it all with shoulders creates more, uh, energy. Uh, you look at a lot of players that, you know, turn a lot, you know, I mean, look at, look at Sam Sneed, look at, you know, Hogan's look at, look at Arnold Palmer's look at how much, you know, those guys turn their hips a lot. And, uh, you know, some people call that a little old school. I don't know that I agree with that. I just think that the freedom of, to, to, you know, we're not all, uh, you know, gymnasts, you know, we're, we're not flexible. So, you know, especially when we get older, you know, and I'll be 50 this year in November and I'm realizing that I can't do some of the things that I used to do. And I've got to let my left heel come off the ground a little bit. Got to get a little more hip turn to, 
you know, complete a backswing and, you know, completion of the backswing is, 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 you know, is huge. And that was one of Mr. Nicholas's, you know, all-time swing thoughts he used to go back to is complete the backswing. And, you know, you look at a lot of players, they get nervous, they get tight, they get a little ball bound, right hip kind of kicks back, and they, they don't really get behind the golf ball. Um, and, and so I would say hip turn is a, is a huge part of that. You know, if you're struggling with that, you know, put a range basket or, you know, a bag or something right next to your right hip, your right-handed player, and, 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 and learn to swing back and not, you know, bump into that bag. If you put some sort of feedback in there, I'm a big believer in feedback. You know, you, you know, you have a range basket, you have your you know, club, you get one of those driveway stakes, something there to give you some positive feedback. And once you start realizing that, you know, that, that, that kind of that hip slide, that excessive hip slide, we'll call it is, is will go away. And you mentioned Tom Patrick. He's one of my all time favorites. What a, what a, what a doozy he is to talk to, huh? Indeed. Yeah. Tom's fantastic. Eric, you talked about Catanon country club. I know that uh, you've got some things now you're a, an ambassador for that golf club. And, and when, when you told me you were up at Catanon, I thought, Catanning, Catanning, I know that city. Why do I know that city? Because good friend Gus Farratt is from there. And um, is that right? talk yeah. about uh, your ambassador work uh, there and at the uh, the Pete Dye Club down in West Virginia. Yeah, so I I, I, I parted ways with uh, Nemecolon in January. And, uh, you know, and then we got hit with the, um, the shutdown. And so, you know, I really haven't been doing much, but... Um, I was offered the job as director of golf at Pete Dye, which I turned down. I mean, I can't give it the time it needs, um, but it is like, I want to say it's the 64th ranked course in the country. It's in the top 100. It's a fantastic place. Um, Randy Buzzo is the owner there and, and said, listen, would you come down and, and help us out? And I said, yeah, I would love to do that. You know, and so I'm going to probably go down there a couple of days a week and, you know, Katanning offered me the position of being a, you know, a golf ambassador for, for the club. And, um, you know, it's a contending is a beautiful little nine hole golf course. And it reminds me there's some Oakmont in there and people say, wait a minute, hold on a second. What, what are you talking about? Well, Emil Loeffler was the superintendent at Oakmont, um, in the early days and he designed it. And, and it's, I, there's, it's a, reminds me of Titusville country club where I grew up. It was a nine hole golf course in Titusville, Pennsylvania. We, two sets of tees. You thought you were playing two different holes. I mean, it was, but I, I did laps around that place and I, and I just, I love it and I miss it so much. And when I, when they, they, they said, listen, we, we parted ways with our head professional and would you, would you help us out? Would you come up and be an ambassador and, you know, do some clinics and be around at the member guests and things like that? Yeah, I, w- I will do that, you know, and, uh, because I'm in that stage of my career where I can and, uh, you know, I've, I've busted it pretty hard for the last 25 years. And now, uh, I'm on that where I can, you know, do what I want. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to being there and the history of it. And I've got some great friends there, Cliff Forrest, Joe Ryan, Tony Klander, and all those boys from Rosebud Mining. And, and, uh, they're just great people and they, they just love to play golf. And that's, uh, that's what we're going to do this summer. Yeah. When I was doing some research on that golf course, uh, you know, to your point about, you know, Emma Loeffler being the, uh, the, the, um, designer of that golf course and coming over from, uh, you know, superintendent at, at Oakmont and, uh, read a lot about the greens, undulating greens, very fast greens. 
do you see is that the the similarity did he build a lot of those green complexes to be very similar at least play like what you saw it over at oakmont yeah you know after spending 17 years at oakmont you know to go you know the first time i played katanning i i kind of went and i i said to the, the general manager greg i said greg this reminds me of oakmont and then and he told me the story and i and then so i did some research too and i and i couldn't believe it i mean they the, the fairways that i mean first of all you got to walk up a you know i told joe Ava he, he he was a grounds chairman i said joe you, you know the fairways are 10 yards wide i mean you got to walk in a single file line up the fairway you know you can what are you doing to be here i can't i can't hit a 30 <laughs> yard wide fairway let alone 10 i said we're gonna need to take you know we, we didn't make this a little more generous off the tee and the greens are are fabulous they're fast um they've got a lot of undulation where if you miss it very very similar to oakmont and and he 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 was accomplished his goal there when you miss it in the wrong spot you're making five or six real quick um they're fast and they slope away from you there's a lot of that uh down and you know back like number 12 at at oakmont where it slopes away from you so you're hitting in and and you've got to be really, really precise with your irons. And that's what, and I, you know, when I told Greg, the, the GM there, I said, wow, I, this is just it reminds me of Oakmont. And, I, and when I heard the story, I was so intrigued by that. And Emil, he, he did, you know, several other places and they're, they're all fabulous. You know, they've got that, they've got that same kind of feel to it. So it's very, you know, it's not a long golf course by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and they have, you know, a couple different greens, so, you know, you play the one par three, a shorter one and there's a bear that goes up the hill it's 225 straight up the hill it's a it's a full three wood uh, you know almost any time of the year for me and uh and it's it's just this it's a cool little golf course so i can't can't wait to spend some time there we join we join there and i'm uh gonna join another club here in pittsburgh and uh i'm gonna work on my game a little bit because i like i said i've been going so hard for the last 25 years that you know my wife and i are lucky we're in a spot where we can kind of start you know slowing down a little bit and not killing myself so much so eric when when things do open back up and you're ready to start teaching again what's the new normal gonna be like because for an instructor what i imagine you you're working with your your students you know there's a there's a lot of hands on there's a hey let me adjust your gripper hey let me help you you know align you know your hips a little better let me line your shoulders and and that sort of thing now with social distancing and all of that, what's the new normal going to be like for you teaching? Well, you know, I guess we're, you know, I, I guess the best way I can say it, we just got to dip our toes in the water and find out. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty hands-on, you know, person. I, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's changed. I mean, I remember when Jim Flick and Mike Malaska and we, we spent so much time with Jim and. I mean, he'd physically grab your hip and he'd get down behind you and he'd be turning your hips. And I think, you know, maybe we've overshot on the don't touch me. We've we've kind of got a little like everyone's a little paranoid. So if I ever do touch anyone in a lesson, um, and if you watch George Gankus, he is, I mean, he's behind you. He's pulling your hips. He's, if you've ever watched the videos, and and I think that great instructors do that. Um, so you are there to learn an athletic, uh, movement and, and you do need that feedback. So, you know, if I ever ask anyone, I say, Hey, can I, 
you mind if I grab your hip or your hand? And, you know, um, and again, I'm not downplaying this, this virus. I'm not, I, it's, it's awful. It's horrendous. I think we've overshot a little bit on this. When you look at the, the rate that, you know, the death rate and the amount of people in the United States of America, it's, it's very low. So I hope that we get back to a little bit of, you know, someone reached out to shake my hand today and I went, <gasps> I, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, it was weird. Chris. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't know what, and I, I was like, well, and I, shook their hand and I grabbed some hand sanitizer and squirted my hands off like, and it was dripping off me after we shook hands. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It really was. I was like, ah, I didn't know what to do. Um, this nice, sweet old lady. And I don't know. And, uh, but I hope we get back to, to a little bit normal. And, 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 you know, we, I don't think anybody knows really. I mean, it, it's going to be a little different, but, but I hope, I hope we get back to some normalcy and I hope that, you know, I don't know if the new fist pump or the elbow thing is what, you know, I don't know, but, you know, I think if you're, you know, and you're, if you're in good health, it seems like we shouldn't worry quite as much. I mean, you look at stats, I mean, a lot of people that have, you know, come to this illness have had pre-existing conditions that were pretty bad. So we, we just don't know. I mean, I think, but I think everyone's probably going to be a little more, you know, a little further apart, but I'm still going to, you know, whether I have to wear gloves or whatever, and it's still, you still have to get people into the positions that they need to be in. They're paying you to do that. They're paying you to show them how to do that. And, and I don't think, I don't think verbal golf lessons where you're just going, okay, take your left hand move it here. Do this, do that. I don't think those are good lessons. Right? And, and maybe that goes a little bit like that, but a lot of people need to, have their hand put in a certain spot or have their hips in a certain spot. You know, who, who knows? I, I guess, I guess we'll just have to see, you know, I mean, I wish I had the answer, but I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, we're getting the match at Seminole. I mean, that's, I thought Mr. Mr. Ford sent me an email the other day, uh, two days ago, and he's on fire about that match with, you know, Dustin and, and uh, Rory and Ricky and, and Matt Wolf. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be awesome to see some live golf again. And I think, I think we all want to see it. You know, I mean, it's similar to football or hockey or, or any of these sports. We're like, what's going to happen? Well, we really don't know. But, but I hope that, you know, I hope that's not taken away from us forever. You know, I, re- I really do. I mean, I, there's nothing like, I mean, talk about the Masters. You know I mean? There's nothing yeah. like when you have been there and you've played the golf course and you've been there and you've been there in a tournament, when someone makes an eagle on a Sunday and you're there, it's, the roars are amazing. And I, I can't really imagine what it would be like to watch a golf tournament without hearing the roars and the excitement, you know? Because I think that's such a big part of, of sports, you know, whether it's the British Open or, you know, the Open Championship and U.S. Open or the PGA. I mean, there's that when you're hearing the roars and you're hearing somebody come from behind and, and, and they're, and they're coming after you, you know what I mean? That changes your, you can have a shot about that too. I mean, you hear those roars and someone's flying up the leaderboard at you. There's, that's some, that's some tension, you know, there's things that a little added, um, you know, feel to the game. So I hope that's not taken away from us forever. 
Yeah, and let's you know just a couple more Eric, before I let you go, but I want to expound on that point because I was th- as I was thinking about the Masters in November. So yeah, everything's going to be different, and if we get to a yep. place where things never do fully open back up. We get, you know, a resurgence in the in the fall and the winter for, you know, the number of cases and that sort of thing. And we have a Masters with no patrons. What would that be like? I mean, to your point, you know, it's close on the back nine on Sunday, but you don't know. The players don't know what's going on behind them because there's no roars for the guy that makes Eagle on 13 or on 15. There's none of that going on. Exactly. All you're going to be doing is scoreboard watching. I, did, I don't know. It so, Something says to me that it, that would be a really weird Masters to just not hear any of the patrons in the background when you're watching the telecast. Well, I mean, think about it. 86 Masters. You know how loud it was there? I mean, yep. I'm sure we've all watched it on the golf channel now 10 times. I mean, it, 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 every time I, it's on, I can't, I can't get enough of it. But the roars are maddening. And, and, he, and he basically crumpled Seve. You know, I mean, Seve was you know, to see that shot he hit on 15, and after Nicholas just stuck it on 16 and 17, I mean, you know, you can't tell me that didn't affect the play. Now, a runner tells him, Rory says, right. well, hold on a minute. You know, I don't think I want to play in a runner club without a fan. And I go, yeah, because why? Well, and I want to say two things on that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with hearing from your for your country and your and your your your, your team, I think it's gotten a little out of control in some cases. I, I think that we've maybe overshot really what this was about, you know. And I, you know, Patrick Reed and the Rory thing when they were going haywire, I, you know, that was fun to watch. And it, and but it was it seemed amicable, you know. But I think when you get the rowdy fans and they get a little over the top, I think that's not a great experience. That's me personally. Uh, you know, listen, cheer your countrymen yeah. on all you want, but don't get over the top on it. You know what I mean? Just it's a it's a sporting event to bring the world of golf together, not separate. So let's not lose our let's not lose our vision on what that Ryder Cup and and golf in general is. Like, I you know listen, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the. Before I let you go, for our listeners that want to stay up to date with you, take a look at all your great tips and instructional videos that you have. Um, how can they do so, whether it's online or it's on social media? Yeah, ericjohnsongolf.com is my website. You know, I'm a terrible uh, tweeter. I mean, I guess now I've been saying that for a year now. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> but you can, look, you can look up that stuff on Facebook and, and all, the, all the archive stuff from golf magazine they've been they've been super to me and it's an honor to be one of their top 100 for the last 10 years and and uh you know it's just uh it's awesome so 
That's well, great, Eric, man. I can't thank That's you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come here, my friend. It's always a lot of fun when you're a part of the segment. Uh, hopefully you'll come back and join me again soon. I'm already looking forward to number well, 17. Well, I can't wait, my buddy, friend. and thanks for everything. You, you know, you're the most prepared guy I've ever met, and, and uh, you know, we're going to play some golf this summer. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on this, okay? <laughs> whether it's staying at feet night or whether it's down at Canning. We're doing it this year, okay? All right, my friend. I'm glad to do it, so All let's right, make it happen. All right. Thanks, Chris. See you, Eric. Bye-bye. That's the, uh, that's the great Eric Johnson. EricJohnsonGolf.com is his website, and it's a fantastic site. Uh, it needs a little updating, but outside of that, uh, so many great instructional videos on there, and you can check him out on YouTube as well, and it's E-R-I-C is, uh, is the spelling of his first name. So EricJohnsonGolf.com and Eric Johnson on, on uh, uh, YouTube. Check him out there, and then Eric Johnson Golf at EricJohnsonGolf on Twitter and on social media as well. Look forward to catching up with Eric soon. 